Hello, you're listening to episode 5 of the San Juan Unified Student Podcast. Today we had the chance to interview Armani Easley, and we were joined by Darren Canaday. Let's dive right in. Hello, welcome guys for episode 5 of the San Juan Unified Student Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we're joined by Armani Easley and Darren Canaday. Can you guys just take a second to introduce yourselves? Yep, yep. Who will go first? Rock, paper, scissors. I'm just playing. Darren, you want to go first? (laughs) I'll go first. I'm Darren Canaday. I'm with the Equity and Student Achievement Department. I'll look at it later. And I'm very happy to be here today. Yep. And uh, right along with Darren, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I have to be honest. Uh, this is a real moment to see my one of my little homies doing great things, leading this podcast, doing doing work with uh, SASAC. Is that SASAC, the leadership group that you, you're doing? Um, finding funding. We, we were talking offline, y'all. And I I'm just happy to be a part of a lot of these young people's uh, lives, man. So, yes, I am a former uh, employee with San Juan Unified School District. I actually was working uh, Darren's position when I worked uh, in the equity department. Uh, and uh, now we I haven't went far. Uh, I have a, a nonprofit called Project Optimism Incorporated, which does a lot of community, uh, community initiatives and mentorship programs that uh, we provide services for San Juan Unified. So we we are all over the place and we're happy to still be here doing great work. So I'm actually helping out Darren with a lot of this uh, leadership, BVL, BSU work. Awesome. So to get started here, Armani, uh, what got you started uh, working with San Juan Unified? So I I hope that anything I say, people can use this as as blueprints, gems to be able to do what they want to do. So I want to let y'all know from the top that I volunteered. I did it for free when I first started working for San, uh, start working uh, in partnership with San Juan Unified. I was working at a counseling agency at the time, and uh, it was some extra work uh, being done at Sylvan Middle School, I want to say. And uh, I was doing leadership groups. I was figuring out ways to um, create create a space for uh, interventionist, uh, position to happen for Sylvan. And, uh, I was creating, um, just groups where young people were able to kind of express themselves, learn leadership skills. And it kind of got my name out there. And so whenever, uh, apl- whenever job opportunities would come up, people were like, Hey, Armani, you should apply. You should apply. And it was a few opportunities where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna jump in there. And I didn't get it, but I was like grateful because full circle is, I was able, my, my, my third opportunity ended up being for the whole school district, which uh, allowed for me to have a huge reach rather than just being at one school site. So uh, that's kind of how it worked. Volunteered, stayed diligent, applied, applied, and then I was in there. Yeah, and you were talking about how Darren kind of took your place. So how did that uh, transition come to play? Yeah, Darren, you want to go, uh, want to say anything about that? So I was working in the district for um, a while and uh, I was in another school, Thomas Kelly, actually, and my job got terminated. So then I moved to this spot because this this position was vacant. I had the same title, just kind of transferred in. And then after, you know, working here a little bit, learning how things go on and um, they were contracting with Armani still. So I talked to, you know, I learned what was going on and, hey, this is, you know, we talked about, oh, what, what's going on? And we talked about BVL and how, to, how it had gone away and everything. And we were like, hey, you know what, let's, let's you know, I like the whole concept. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's bring it back. And I'm glad Darren said that because I actually forgot to throw something else out there for you. Uh, so it was opportunity for Project Optimism to contract with uh, San Juan Unified. But then it was like, hey, Armani, 
the stuff that you were doing with San Juan, how can we contract with you and be able to uh, make sure those things keep going after I, I left the position, right? So it gave me it gave me opportunities to start my um, consulting business and speaking uh, business and work with like the Darrens of the world to kind of build out what's already happening. And he's been doing an amazing job. And all I'm doing is kind of supporting uh, him in any way he, he's asking me to do so based on what I've done and based on what we're trying to do. So it's been working out really perfect. One, two punch. I don't let him downplay it. Yeah, this is the leader I, right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we're really grateful to have you guys working in our uh, in our communities here. And just to transition here, Armani, um, uh, you just mentioned your nonprofit organization, Project Optimism. Uh, I'd like you to have some time to touch on that. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Um, so Project Optimism was, uh, its inception was before I even started working for the school district. Uh, I had a, a business partner of mine uh, that, we were very like-minded and I always say I got a business partner that turned brother as in like to the point where I was actually in his wedding. So I'm like, okay, I, I got double, double blessed where we're get, we're able to make a difference, but this is a great dude. This is a, uh, he's actually younger than me, but you wouldn't even think so because he's so mature and uh, he just got a lot of amazing things going for himself. But me and him, we just were uh, very passionate about youth work and community service. And so we just merged our ideas from the name to our initiatives to the things that we really cared about, the things that we either seen as a something that we need when we we needed when we were that age, if it was mentorship or leadership or mentors, uh, or it was stuff that we knew made us a better person, and we like we got to give back. We got to figure out ways to give back to whatever capacity that could be. If that's just being able to show up at one school for one day and just be a positive image, tell them about our story, tell them good things that we've been doing. Tell them the bad things that we've done and what we learned from from those bad obstacles and things that we had in front of us. Right. So uh, we just knew that we wanted to be the change that we wanted to see. So we did mentorship programs, community service, and we do a lot of events for a cause where we create fun filled environments to raise money for needs in the community. So it's been endless, man. Honestly, like can't make this up. So Project Optimism, I mean, that's a really, really cool name. Uh, can you talk about how that how that name came to be? Yes, sir. So. I always say I got blessed with uh, the idea of Project Optimism because my partner and his cousin actually introduced uh, optimism to him. And he was like, okay, I'm going to call my next organization Project Optimism. And at the time, I had an organization called Positive Images. And so we're like, okay, uh, Pro uh, Project Optimism sounds better, but since we're going to use your name, uh, I'm going to do the color. So my favorite colors is black and blue. So if you peep it, we basically met in the middle. But I have to be honest with you. I say I got blessed with that name because even though I didn't create it, that's how I show up, bro. Being optimistic is my life. That's If I didn't have the optimistic mindset, I wouldn't be here with y'all right now. I wouldn't keep on going after my dreams, going after my goals, knowing that I was worthy of being able to make a difference, no matter what title I had or X, Y, and Z, right? So I say all that to say that the mindset, and, and let me say it now. So something that we've coined and say for Project Optimism, and we say it simple, the optimistic mindset is looking at any situation in your life as a lesson, a blessing, or an opportunity to grow. With that mindset, it's a superhero power. You can't lose. And so we tell young people all the time that if you are able to adopt that, any situation, any hurdle, anything that comes in front of you, you'll be able to knock it out because it's the mindset that, that you have. I love that. Can you say that one more time? Those, those yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, you know, I got you. So uh, the optimistic mindset 
as looking is, is looking at any situation as a ble- a lesson, a blessing, or opportunity to grow. With that mindset, you cannot lose. I, I love that. What have you guys been able to accomplish, and what are you most proud of? Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know what? I think I'll have a two part to it. I'll talk about Project Optimism, but then we'll also talk about BVL, which is uh, Black Visionaries and Leadership. Um, because since Darren is kicking it back up, we want to get people excited about it. We want people to get back into the flow of it. But uh, for PO, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. We have some potential to this upcoming year. We're probably going to be working with seven different sites consistently. That's a huge, huge deal, y'all. Um, even though we've worked with multiple schools, not like consistently for a whole year. So that's a huge accomplishment. But in all honesty, when I think about our biggest accomplishments, it goes back to the very beginning where we were doing programs for absolutely free. We were actually pulling money out of our own pockets with our day jobs to make sure that kids got scholarships, kids had stuff to eat. Uh, and we did the programs for absolutely free so we could prove ourselves and show our value. And then it led to us being able to do great work where people want to pay us for that. Right. But I always just think about the times where we had absolutely nothing, but we had a heart for the babies. We had a heart for the families and those still young people that were in middle school, they're in high school. Now they're still a part of, we actually have two of them hired that work for project optimism still. So um, full circle, it's just, it's, I, I think that's the most important part. It's always about the beginning. It's not even about all the stuff that we're doing now and all the great stuff and the contracts and grants and stuff like that. It's about when we first started. Uh, but with BBL, uh, I'll be quiet for a second. What, what would you say uh, is huge? Because I know you had a huge event that you did, Darren. I would like for them to hear about the homecoming. Yeah, just Come recently, um, we we collaborated together, me and Armani, and we did um, – a homecoming, be a, be a homecoming, um, which was where we just kind of, uh, you know, wanted to bring it up, um, get some involvement of the community and um, just the um, get our BSUs back working and getting connected to the, with the, you know, in the district and making sure that, you know, everybody was hearing about things that are positive and, and going on with our, BV, our BSUs and, and then also get the word out that, hey, we're going to start with our um, BVL. And one of the major accomplishments that I really loved about that is um, we got the superintendent to come on and speak at the at the um, homecoming. And then he said he wants to consistently meet with the BVL on a regular monthly basis. And I was very, very excited about that because that was my goal. Like when I asked to do the interview with him, that was that was the goal of what he wanted. And he said, hey, this is what I want to do. We didn't even have to ask him. It was like he just, you know, read my mind. And I was just, I was, I'm, I'm just, I love that. I was very excited. It was about in that. his heart. That's to... dope. It was in his yeah. heart. Yeah, not Darren, that's, that's, we both was excited because we were at the interview sitting in the background when we, 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 hey, we pulled out all the bells and whistles, bro. So look, we had a, a news reporter. Her name is Lena Washington. She actually is a news reporter for ABC 10. I think there is ABC 10. Um, I do think it's channel 10. She's sportscaster. Channel 10, yeah. Sportscaster. Sports and she interviewed, uh, 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 the superintendent, uh, Mr. Kern. And it was just powerful. Like we, we were like full circle. This is about to be huge. He, um, Darren probably was still talking, but I'm gonna just throw it out there real quick that uh, he even put some funding behind it because I, I'm big on that. Like, show me your budget and I'll show you your, your priorities. So for the fact that uh, the superintendent was willing to put his time, which is just as valuable, if not more valuable, and money behind these student groups, you can't play with that. So, like, we've been on on, on a high for a long time now, uh, being able 
uh, to know that we're going to support BSUs, which means black student unions, just to make sure. And, and, and then have it go to the top, which is BVL, which is black visionaries and leadership, which is the hub for all the different BSUs. I, I, it's something to be said about that. In and I district. think that it takes, yeah, for the whole school district, which I just think is a big deal. Um, uh, and he's been, and, and uh, um, Mr. Kern has been doing that consistently. So we, we, we tip our hat to, uh, to his uh, leadership. Oh, for sure. Um, Superintendent Kern has helped us in, in our group with, with SASAC, uh, helping guide us and help us get our projects done. So it's great to hear that he's doing the same thing with, with all, all groups. I mean, I think that's really amazing to have Absolutely. someone that's uh, as high as him up on that, on that totem pole to really just come in there and help help in the community. That's really great to hear. Um, and could you explain to our listener what exactly is BVL just so they can kind of understand a little bit more? It's on you. It's on you, D. BVL is Black Visionaries and Leadership. And um, it is a program to um, basically help promote and advocate for Black students inside the school district, the Black, the black community. Um, and it was created by Armani. And when he brought it out, it was just, you know, it's that it, it's supporting the BSUs in a, in a harmonic way, in my my opinion. When I when I think about it, but what would you say? And, and, I, and I was yeah, and I would say this: I was the advisor. I didn't create it. It took for the young people that was able. And Darren always shows me love, and I always show him love back and forth. But being a great advisor is being able to understand that the youth is the truth. So what we did a lot of. Uh, times we just created a space. We had open conversations, open questions to be able to help them identify what they wanted to do. And whatever they told me is what I tried to do from my adult side, because advisor has a position and power to be able to do certain things that the young people can't do. And then the young people have a power to be able to do the same thing. So that's why they're equally important to make sure that the group is very successful. And so that's what we're trying to support uh, the, the actual BSUs to do the same thing that BVL is doing. What were you about to ask, bro? Yeah, so for, for Darren, um, how do you stay so passionate about um, BVL? That's dope. Um, my my heart is helping. is And it's just the the BS, BSU and BVL cause is, is just like just right in my heart. Um, I love to um, watch our youth become leaders and just show little – bits because that's all they can show right now of what they can do in the future but just just you know anything and everything and then um i always love you know support my culture on top of that so i just all the way around i just i just love everything you know the whole concept and when i met armani i was like it was just a perfect click because i was like we everything we talk about is right right we're going in the same direction you know here for the same purpose here for the same cause you know, we might do it differently, but we'd absolutely, our hearts are in the right, you know, the same place. And, and, and ZT, really quick, I just want to say I'm proud of Darren right now because he doesn't like, he don't go out his way to speak that much. So I'm just want to let him know, good job, bro. So you putting him on the spot and asking him questions. I'm so happy that he, I'm happy that he's getting out of his comfort zone. So uh, Z, I just want to say good job. With, uh, keep on asking him questions and, and me too. All right. So I, I did have another one for you, Darren. Um, what is the BVL Hangout? So the BVL Hangout is the so Armani or Armani started 
the BBL and it went away for a little while. It wasn't, we didn't have them any, anymore in the district. So the BBL hangout is going to be the first, the kickoff event of starting BBL back up. So we, we've gathered a lot of people and, um, and they're going to do presentations and um, just, there's going to be some, some conversations and, you know, you know, just a lot of different things. And then we're also going to get some input from BSUs that are going and ask them, Hey, what, you know, what kind of things would you like to hear from, you know, and we're having a big event on April 28th and that's what, that's what we're going to, you know, that's what it is. So I got um, multiple so uh, community partners that are, that are going to be coming to it. Where, where, where can our listeners um, find be information on, on that? On um, Zoom. Okay, yeah, so is there a link yeah. for them to register? Absolutely. It's on, it's on the flyer and I can, awesome, yeah, yeah. I definitely will pass that out. Yeah, we'll definitely find that in the description for our listeners so they can come be involved with that. Hey. So uh, our next question here, uh, will BVL be, be able to connect with top administrators in San Juan Unified School District? Absolutely. We got to yeah, fill the request you. of the superintendent. That's, that's exactly what he, he asked for. He said he wants to meet regularly with them. So absolutely. That's what we got to do. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's a super, it's the superintendent, but also the fact that Darren is at the district office consistently being the liaison and making sure that the information that they're asking for and what they're doing is uh, getting uh, over the, the message is getting over to the district office. Um, I know that, uh, um, Mr. Kern talked about that not only he would be available, but he can make sure that board members can be available to be able to go to certain uh, meetings and to hear uh, authentic youth voice whenever uh, they permit. Because one thing we want to respect about youth uh, um, groups is we want to respect their space. As in, we don't want just people just showing up. So if you're not if if you're not on the agenda or we don't know that that the young people don't know that y'all going then it's, it's, it's not a go which i think a lot of uh, adults understand that especially when they do this work so with that being said i think that it's 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 an endless possibility of them getting supports not just at their school site but at the district level district wide so yeah and i want i want to say this yes yeah, so just um, one of my goals yeah, what was that one of my goals one of my goals is that they learn how to take a matter and bring it to the board, present it to the board, and then watch how that how that works. So that they learn how to do that. Because I believe that in life, when you've learned how to, you know, take a new system that you don't know, you learn the system, you learn what you got to do, and then get to the top and be able to make a difference. That's 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 you know the, that's how leaders are born. You because know, every leader is going to have to learn how to do that. So how do BVLs help um, BSUs uh, throughout the district? So I, I have to say this one because this is on my heart to say real quick, Darren, you could jump in. But right now, um, it's things that happen in the African-American community that other people might not understand. So therefore, they need a space for it. They can be able to express that, talk about that safely with each other. So like right now, it's a, a uproar about something happening to a, a young 20-year-old uh, man. I think it's like Don, Dante. I'm going to probably say his name wrong, but... He uh some it, it was something of uh, officer um doing something thinking they had a taser and they really had a gun so like those I remember those days of how I felt for me as an individual as a grown up and then now I'm thinking about what is going to happen for these young people what space do they have to express themselves to even process what just happened you know and then in that same breath it's a it's a 
officer, uh, not officer, it's a, a lieutenant that's in his army wear. Like you could tell that he is uh, serving the country and was treated in a way that I don't know. I just, it it, it, it it's, it's would be a conversation that a BVL or a BSU would unpack that. And actually I do know, but this ain't the time for it. Uh, but I just think that it's, you need those spaces for young people to be able to express themselves, just like adults need those spaces. So if we if we don't create those spaces or help them do that, that might come out the total wrong way. They don't get a chance to mobilize in a way that's productive. They don't get a chance to be able to express their emotions, to validate the fact that, hey, that's not okay. You know, because a lot of times they get glossed over. So I think those are the real things that's happening right now that young people need spaces for. And so we can't be... Uh, tippy toeing around it we need to be able to support these young people and create spaces that's going to allow them to be their authentic self so this one can be free can i continue on that yeah Yeah. of course so i agree definitely with that also sometimes um with the numbers of black students that are in the schools you might not have a big bsu you might only have two or three people yeah okay well by by having a bvl you can connect with other people and have a safe space where you can communicate that information to them. And then that brings up the district because now everybody can say, Oh, well, you know what, here's a space where we're getting support and we're here and we're, we're, you know, down for each other. And, you know, and the whole point is we try to be, try to make, give you that family feeling because you know, family always takes care of people. And we want to feel like when you come here, we're going to do our best to take care of you. And 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 when you get that from more students throughout the BS the BVLs, it's going to grow and it's going to do it's going to touch and do so much better. And with that being said, I know uh, ZT. I know you was about to say something real quick. The beauty of what I've seen with BVL is it don't matter if you're black. If you just care about people that uh, are black, people that that struggle in these ways, like I seen Samoan white uh hispanic like it was multiple people that supported bsu or was a part of it because they wanted to see change you know so i just wanted to make sure that uh that that is clear about bsus and uh bvls that it's not a oh we we're doing this over here are we doing this over here and you can't be there no just understand if you step into these type of spaces to it's about supporting and uh empowering black people and black families and and black culture you know and I think that's that's something to be in, uh, to be highlighted as well. That people we have people that's allies and they want to make a difference and they want to be a part of the change, which I'm proud of uh, those students that do that. Yeah, yeah our doors are everyone, open to everybody. Yeah, everyone can come there and just connect all together. I mean, it, it's inclusive. Um, I think that's that's really special. Um, allowing with the EVL and BSUs to come together and have like the common space with each other. I think that I'm really glad you guys both were able to touch on that. Um, how do you feel you guys have been able to best support BSUs in our district? Either one of you guys can take this one. I, I would say really quick, immediately, I was like being consistent. Consistency is everything. You build it, they'll eventually come. So like even when I was doing BBL, yes, it was kind of hard because I, at the time I, I made big sacrifices, y'all. I, I sold my little nice little Challenger, bought an SUV so I could have a third row. And I, I would go to four different school, three different school sites, and hope to get, uh, hopefully, to get a fa- uh, a parent to help me grab other s- students for us to meet monthly. So it wasn't easy, you know. But what happened in this pandemic is the fact that it's options now, y'all. 
we could do virtual and in person. And so I'm seeing that when we do virtual platforms, more people are able to come because of transportation is not being uh, the most important thing because they want to be there. Best believe they want to be there. And I don't ever want the narrative to be like, oh, uh, BSU students, black students, they don't really want it because they're not showing up. It's not, it's not, it's not that simple, y'all. So I want to change that narrative that people might say of saying that they're not wanting it. It's about being consistent. It's about those, those advisors being authentic and being a true uh, ear to what they need and make sure that translates to the adults to make sure that they get what they need, right? So I just wanted to make sure that that was something that was put on the table. Darren, did you want to add? I 100% I agree with what you said. You know, we're here to make a difference and make it better. So something that I, I did want to ask, um, with, with this past year, with things being kind of on lockdown, um, Armani, how have you been able to reach reach students and connect with students through um, a, a virtual environment, not being able to connect with them in person? Um, and I know that you work in your nonprofit organization, both in Sacramento and L.A., so how have you been able to um, connect with those students? Look look at my bro doing his homework. He he heard that we expanded to L.A. You see that? That's why he make me proud right there. Yes. So I got to tell you, man, the pivot from in-person to virtual, uh, it was kind of seamless. Yes, it was a lot of uh, students that we wasn't able or scholars we wasn't able to uh, reach because of the pandemic, because of hard times or Wi-Fi or, or whatever. But I would say that a lot of not even just Project Optimism, but a lot of community organizations that has that touch with young people, they thrived because they it showed that day, oh, I might not be able to reach them like a uh, like a Project Optimism or a SES or a IYT or a UCAN or something like that. Uh, but if I work with them, maybe this is a bridge to be able to get them back into school or so on and so forth. So I would say that it was seamless. We did some really cool stuff, though, bro. Like one of the things that I want to throw out there as a highlight for Project Optimism is we did this um, this program called Near Academy, which is like really searching for your higher self. We're always talking about uh, self-development. Um, and what we did was we had uh, scholars and leaders, young leaders that was in, uh, uh, that lived in L.A., that lived in Fresno, that lived in Sacramento and lived in the Bay Area. And we had one big program that all of them was able to connect. So without the pandemic, that wouldn't have happened. So let me tell totally. you full circle uh, what we want to do down the road. What we want to do down the road is even when things get back to normal, quote unquote, we want to continue our strong partnerships with Sac State, or our strong partnerships with Cal State uh, uh, LA Long Beach, which uh, my co-founder actually is a counselor there. But we want to keep those strong relationships. And what we would do is we'll keep that virtual platform to, to, to bring all these kids together that comes from all over the coast. And then when the, the program's over, that for the weekend, those young people get to go to Sac State and stay in the dorms for, for a week to celebrate the program. And then the next year, we do the same thing for Cal State Long Beach. That wouldn't have happened without the pandemic, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I just, yeah, so I just no, that's wanna, amazing. So I just want to say, like, it's the optimistic mindset. I, I really do feel like it's a superhero power that we're thinking like that. We didn't think like, oh, we got to shut down. It's all over. No, if anything, we got to go even harder because it's going to be even harder to reach these young people. So, yeah. You guys, so you guys I, almost turned up even that? more. I mean, you guys. We, tur we, did, we did turn up more. That's exactly what yeah. you said. What you just said. What was that, Darren? So when we did when we did the homecoming, okay, because of the pandemic and how familiar people were with, with connecting, okay, the co-MC was a student from Mariloma, okay? 
and they were doing emceeing our homecoming event from Africa over Zoom. Yes, 100%. Yes. 100%. So, so yes, we have yeah. the, pi- yeah, the, the pandemic has given us yeah. more more um, skills to be able to do more things more effectively. 100%. Hey, shout out to Lee, you, Mariloma, we see you. Um, I, I find that amazing the way you guys can connect it, it, with Zoom. It's like it's opened up a lot of doors. Um, obviously, it's made things difficult at times, but it's definitely opened up doors and ways to connect with people that are farther away and include people in new ways for sure. Absolutely. So, Armani, um, what event do you have coming up at the end of April? And just kind of can you talk about that? Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up, Chief. Uh, w- one of the ones I just want to highlight, and then I'll be quiet, um, is we want to bring the band back together. So we've been doing this for five years as a, a 501c3 nonprofit um, for Project Optimism. But I've been doing this work for a, almost 11, 12 plus years, working at a foster care agency, working at a counseling agency, uh, working at the school district. So like it's a lot of skin in the game. But even just for that five year span of uh, Project Optimism, we're going to almost do like a reunion. So we're going to do it virtually. If any kid, any person as a volunteer, any mentor, any mentee, we're having, we're going to promote to all of them to have them on a virtual platform for us to reconnect, have fun with each other, like a, the good old times, almost like a reunion, you know? And uh, it's our opportunity to be able to tell them what's coming up next and how they could be a part of it, or if they just want to celebrate the good times. Uh, and then after that, after that virtual big reunion, we're hoping by, I think it's July, we wanted to try to do our first, our first uh, in-person uh, time to hang out, social distancing. Maybe we do a little bit of games. Maybe we do a little bit of, we'll, we'll see. But the, the goal is for us to do that big, big event just to just celebrate how far we've came and then uh, also have something in person down the road. So that's the two things that I can immediately think of. But we got some big projects coming up that that's going to be our focus. So we're going to be having our head down grinding right now, bro. No, of course. And with uh, with Darren, do you guys have any events um, coming up with uh, other? I know you guys are doing the uh, the uh, the hangout, right? Hangout. Um, at the end of April yeah, as well. Hang- yeah, do you guys have any um, other events coming up? Um, Student Justice Forum. Those that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely! I believe it's the fifteenth and the twenty second. Other dates. I don't, I'm not sure now. We can drop another yeah, flyer. One's for high school, one's for middle school, right? Yep, yep, yep. Right, right. Yeah, those have been yeah, going send, well that, send that to them too. Send that to, uh, to them as well. So where, where can our listeners find the information for Armani, your events? And then where can our listeners find the information for inf- uh, details on BVL and information about events for BSUs as well? So with Project Optimism Incorporated, you can literally type in Project Optimism. For Instagram, it'll be Project Optimism SAC or Project Optimism LA. But we're on uh, LinkedIn. We got a TikTok. I'm staying away from TikTok. That's for y'all. I, I don't have the account, so I have our, our social media team do that. Uh, we have Facebook. We have all, all the, the YouTube, all that stuff. So you could literally find us by typing in Project Optimism. And since I'm really starting to uh, claim the fact that I am a motivational speaker and I do a lot of workshops, the Easily Done and Co., I do a lot of consultant work under that hat, but also I do a lot of speaking engagements. So if you even type in Easily Done and Company, 
uh, on Instagram or on the web. Uh, I, I have a, a built out platform to do the work that I've been doing, man. And uh, San Juan's been keeping me busy, but it's 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 it's, it's been I've been expanding, man. So I want to throw both of those out there. Nice. And Darren, for you. So um, I'm putting information in behind the scenes. We're also um, sending uh, messages out. Um, some emails, but you know, I'll be sending the flyers out different different ways to make sure. Um, eventually, there's going to be a BVL site, and on the BVL site, it's going to have all of the BSU's informations from each individual BSU, and you know, they can update it as much as they send us information. So that's that's my I, I built the site. I'm just waiting for you know filler information to put in. So that's my future, one of the future plans definitely, I have. No, yeah, definitely. That, that, that's amazing, yeah. So, Armani, you just you just talked about your motivational company, I would say, um, e- Easily Done & Co. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit more? Um, what motivated you to uh, get that started? So um, I'll say this. I actually posted this, too. But it's like one thing for sure, something I've, I've never doubted and I've never been so sure about uh, in my whole life is entrepreneurship. I've been doing it from I've been doing it since when I met you. Like, you know, I think I might have met you in high school, but middle school, I was doing all type of stuff, trying to sell candy, trying to mow lines. I always stay active, trying to figure out ways to create my own business, even not even knowing what I was doing. Like I always talk about the fact that I was doing these things but didn't have the language. But now as an adult doing my studies and doing all having all this experience and college here, college there, being able to really identify what I wanted to do, uh, I realized that I was a walking business, man. And understanding my uh, platform of knowing all these people and my resources, I I, I wanted to make sure that when somebody asked me uh, to do something, that I could be like, hey, I will be willing to do it for free because I really rock with you. Or I could, in that same breath, say, since I really rock with you, I have a business and I charge X amount of dollars because you should respect your time, you know? Yeah. So that's what I basically did. A lot of stuff that uh, I, I've done for PO or I've done in the past, I just created a business platform to be able to monetize it. And people people have been respecting it and I've been being able to get compensated ever since. Uh, and yes, the secret is I would do this for free. But when you're good at, when you're good at something, never do it for free. All right? It's a great piece or, of advice. Or, 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 or pick and choose when you decide to do it for free, if that makes sense. That's a great piece of advice. It actually leads right into my next question. And what is the best piece of advice you've ever received by a mentor, friend? Ooh, I love these questions. Darren, you got to go first, though. I got to think of which one I'm going to go with. <laughs> the best piece of advice from a mentor or a friend? It can be anyone. Uh, my, my dad used to tell me, when you do a job... You need to do it as if your name is on the job the, so that it's it represents you and you do it to that level so that when they look at it, they say, oh, my last name's Canada. So that's how, you know, a candidate did that. So that he, got, he says, when you do whatever, if you're going to do it, do it like that way or don't do it. So that was and I, and I think that's right, because when you, you you never know who's watching and to succeed in life. If you're constantly a person who's doing the right thing, it, it, it people see that, and that's who they want on their team. And if you're you're you know oh I you know I can just halfway do it I, you know that's not going to fly. It's that people are going to want those people, and you'll miss things that you didn't know when you didn't you know because you you were around somebody who was the decision maker and you didn't even know. So 
I really like that one. I like that one a lot. I love that a lot too, bro. So mine's just simple because I was too busy doing the right thing by listening. I got three of them now. It was only just two. Now it's three of them. Quick. <laughs> so uh, real quick one. Uh, OG said it real simple. It's plain. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. That means you should listen twice before you speak. So that was a little quick one based on me wanting to just listen to Darren instead of thinking about what I was going to say next. But I did remember what I wanted to say. The other one is it's cheaper to be yourself. It's cheaper to be yourself. Trying to be like everybody else, what you see on social media, what you see in your friends or whatever, it's cheaper to be yourself. It's more authentic. And then the the flip side of uh, that second one is the third one. What makes you great is actually being who you are. What's going to create inventions, what's going to create businesses, what's going to save lives is being truly who you are. Trying to duplicate somebody else's thing it's going to take away from your greatness. And it's going to take away from other people getting uh, your impact, however it looks. So that's that's pretty simple to me is being able to truly, truly uh, dig in deep on who you are, because that's what's going to make the world a better place. Not being anybody else. You guys are just dropping gold nuggets right now. Just appreciate you guys. Hope our listeners are um, taking this in. Um, Armani or um, Darren, uh, in what ways do you believe students have power and influence? Oh, man. Let me know when you're ready, Darren, because I'm about to fire up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I believe they can do whatever they want. They've shown us through tremendous actions. I mean, you're out of the country due to a family issue, okay? And your commitment says, no, I got to be there. I'm going to do it, you know? And you zoom from Africa to, I mean, that to that's just you know yeah you know they I've, I, they just show us over and over that you know when they put their heart and commitment to it they can get anything done and that's that's how i see it and i've just you know every year something new someone new always you know makes me just say yep these this is this is why we do it why i do it I have so many thoughts, man. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to Leo again. I'm going to make sure I send this podcast to her so for her to hear this because you you definitely shown her love. Um, but I think my thoughts really stem from the idea of young people truly being their own thinkers. I kind of grew up in, I kind of grew up in an era where I had to unlearn the idea of do as I say, not as I do. Uh, uh, don't talk back. Don't ask questions. All that stuff. Right. And you guys are challenging. Young people are challenging whatever is thrown at them. But why? You know, so one of the highlights that I know that I'm going to be a, a happy, a, a quote unquote old man uh, when I'm super, super gray and blessed um, is those social justice forums that I'm able to kind of co-lead with some of my uh, colleagues. The young people are being able to be real about what's happening in our world. and. I'm not used to that. Like when we were, when we wasn't even thinking like how these young people are thinking in middle school and in high school about social justice or about doing the right thing about how they're going to give back. Like it, it took for me to get to like 20, 21 years old for me to understand that this is my calling, right? They're getting it at middle school. They're getting it in high school. You're getting it in high school. You've probably been doing this, bro. Cause I've been seeing you for a while. But my point being is if you're doing it now, you're going to take it way further than us. 
you're going to kill it with us. I know y'all running out of time, but like you're going to take it further. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a marathon. It's supposed to be a, 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 a four by one or whatever it is. And all we're doing is passing you the stick. Like now it's time for you to take it to the next level. I, I think uh, uh, back on that too, it's like you leaders, community leaders, you guys have helped us um, almost by taking a step back and allowing us to grow and allowing us to do our thing. I mean, you guys have given us the environment to do our part. So, I mean, there, there's no us without you guys uh, with, with leaders like you two um, helping pave the way for us and to continue to allowing us to work. I just want to say it right now. I'm proud to know you, bro. Like I really that's, what, that's, that. that's what legacy is all about. It's not about what I do. It's about what you do. If I can help you on any small part of your, your journey, bro, my job is done. I just need to plant the seed. I need to just give you access, bro. So I just want to let you right now that I'm proud of you and wherever you're going to take it, I fo- I'm following your lead. You hear Appreciate me? Appreciate that very much. All right, I'm done. Uh, so we, ha- we do have two more agree. questions it's here a- just winding down. Um, okay. What was that, Darren? Oh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, man, it's, it's amazing. I'm on a student-led podcast. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like this was created by a student. You know, that's just amazing because i would have i mean back when i was coming to school that would have been like yeah right you're gonna produce a tv show what you're crazy that's just i mean i'm yeah you guys are doing it we, we really appreciate that so with our with our last two questions winding down here um if you could instantly change one thing in the world or within the circles that you influence what would it be i just think that young people should be in leadership like we always are in these meetings and young people are being talked about on what they need and what they want, but it's not a young person in sight. So for every initiative that's youth driven or supposed to be for the youth or the community, just because y'all have the best ideas, I just think y'all should be on the board. Y'all should be side by side meeting daily, uh, or not maybe not daily, but weekly with uh, the people that are making the decisions, not even just in education, but in every sector of this world, in every space of the world. So I'm going to throw it back at y'all. I think that that would be my idea. Darren? Um, United, we're all strong. Everybody's got value. And I feel like we only have problems when we start looking at somebody with less value than ourselves. If, if we accept that everybody's got value and we take strengths from everybody to build, to grow, we can all, we, we can grow and make this world a much better place. Too many people focus on the negative. Uh, I feel terrible. I I, I feel terrible because I just realized I obviously know your face and I've been seeing you forever, but I've been saying your name wrong. So this is that. Why you didn't check me, bro? Oh, I did. No, I I hit you in the chat. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to go over on the air, but just say say your full name. No, it's cool, man. People should be, no, we, we should be, you check me, bro. That's okay. How do you say your full name? So for the listener here, we're on, um, we're doing our, our show here and, the the names listed as my my younger brother Zubin Tagore he he's the one that does a lot of work behind the scenes making the show Love possible it. you probably know him, um uh, and he's the one that set up the the profile so his name is shown as Zubin Tagore, um but I, I'm not Nanak Tagore I'm the one hosting the show here yeah Nanak, and, yeah yeah no I appreciate I you want to, I don't want to apologize on air because I'm saying your name wrong bro you ain't checking <laughs> but I get but I like the way you showed your love uh, love to your brother so I like that that's it's worked out still. Thank you. Yeah. And then so with our with our last question for today, um, if you could tell a student listening right now, it's anything. It can be a piece of advice. It can be 
a motivational quote. It can be anything. Uh, what would you like to tell them? Turn that societal clock off. Turn off what people tell you you should be. Like that's something that I I, I preach and teach with, with my staff, with with my family, with the people that I encounter. Question why? Like why do you have to do this at a certain amount of time? Why do you have to go through this pipeline? Like just question it. Not saying that you don't do it. Not saying that. Just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Because I have some friends that got a lot of college debt, or they're in a, a profession that. Uh, they just absolutely hate. Let's keep it real. They're doing stuff that they really truly didn't want to do and then they go back on why they did it and they did it for other people. I'm just asking for you to question it. And I wouldn't say that people are going to be like me where I made my passion my paycheck, but allow for your career to fuel what you're passionate about off the job, you know? Like figure out what that looks like and, you know, re- reverse engineer. So that would be my ideas. Really truly question why on things. And respectfully, uh, questioning uh, and being compassionate with the idea of you not being right uh, about something because it's okay. Uh, all of my mistakes I'm using right now to be able to teach young people, believe it or not. So my my wins, I'm teaching them and I'm showing them that it's possible. My losses, I'm showing them how I was able to use those losses as lessons. So yeah, optimistic mindset once again. I love that. I love that. So I I have two things that I want to say. Um, one, I have a quote yeah. and, it, and, um, it says when the pressure is on, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the highest level of preparation. Yep. So prepare. Mm, say that again. To be, to, when the pressure is on, you don't rise to the occasion. You fall to your highest level of preparation. So prepare higher than where you plan on landing. So that when you get there, you'll succeed and you'll you'll have confidence to succeed. You land with the and stars then, no matter what. Um, yep. For myself, I've always followed um, the only way to fail is to quit. Okay. If I didn't make it, I learned the way that doesn't work. That's progress. Okay. And then, you know, if I have to, you know, whatever I, it's everything is, as long as I'm moving, as long as I continue to keep going, it's progress towards the goal. So the only way to fail is to quit. And that way, when it, when it gets hard and it's struggling, well, you understand if you don't quit, you, it ain't over. I love that. Thank you. Um, we really appreciate you guys taking your time and coming on the show today. Um, is there anything else you want to leave me with or just leave the listener with before we close out here? You got to throw up the O, man, to be officially connected to Project Optimism, man. Oh, I got throw you, man. Up. I got you, man. You got it. There it go. There here, go. Now we're here now. All right. Well, um, thank you so thank much you. for joining me today. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. And appreciate you guys for coming on. In a minute, man. See you soon. All right. See you guys. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Nanak Tagore. You've been listening to the San Juan Unified Student Podcast. We now have a new Twitter and Instagram account, at SJUSD Podcast, so please go take a look for those. I'd also like to shout out Zubin Tagore for the work he does behind the scenes. All of the info will be available to you in the episode notes. We'll be back here next time.